3: broadcasting live from the abraham lincoln radio studio at the george
4: washington broadcast center jack armstrong and joe getty armstrong and getty and now
0: is armstrong and getty From Studio C. So,
4: so, so, see, senor.
0: It's a dimly lit room where, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound, and today, Wednesday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager.
4: Uh, I don't know. Are you inspired by anything? I, I, I'll any tell ideas? you what.
0: I'll tell you what's going on. Sure. Tell me what time it is. I was just in the parking lot listening to music. I never do that. Oh, really? Never. But I'm just so that about the news flow we got to talk about things that aren't part of the daily news flow clearly today because the news flow is stupid it's just full of stupid and pointless
4: (laughs) how to identify different trees coming up stay with us
0: (laughs) i I got this thing about the influence of fathers on sons that's interesting and important and could mean something to you big finish here big finish I feel like I've gotten away from my own personal rule of I don't want to talk about things that nobody will care about in a week. If it doesn't matter a freaking anybody one week from now, right? Why would you make a big deal out of it today? And we do it regularly because we
4: got to do something.
0: Well, there's, there's, you know, there's many. Like I tell my kids all the time, you got to be interested in something. There are lots of things in the world to be interested in. Yes, let's find so like we walk into the library. There's nothing to read. I want to read. It's got to be something.
4: Perhaps you'll stop mocking me for my gardening and bird watching. <laughs> bird watching, yeah. Hey, sure. look, there's a
0: bird over. there. There's another one. Look, that one's flying. <laughs> no,
4: I don't. I don't really bird watch exactly, but you don't. I mean, uh, it's kind of sorta. Judy and I got the bird book, and when we see a bird, we say, I wonder what kind of bird that is, and we look it up in the book.
0: Do you have a a device to look at them and see them up
4: close, binoculars? Yeah, so yeah, Uh Yeah, a couple of pairs. You
0: need to identify their plumage or their feet or their beaks?
4: All about the plumage and the feet and the beaks. (laughs) (laughs) You've studied well, my son. (laughs) You know your birds, too, I see. (laughs) You know your plumage well.
0: (laughs) It's all about the beaks. Oh, yeah. I did hear this uh, driving to work today. We're given we are either giving or, or just sailing one of ours in, I guess, a nuclear sub to South Korea. Uh, and with the news, the Pentagon saying it's to help uh, make them more comfortable against North Korea. I think it's to have another nuclear sub in the air region where China is. Doesn't hurt. Yeah, too. exactly.
4: Two birds, one stone. Right. Oh Lord, what have I said? As a bird watcher, <laughs> I can't use that expression. Had- yeah. Advocating efficiency
0: in killing birds—that's—that's
4: that's, that's, goes against everything I believe. Uh, I read, and well, was where well, it doesn't matter in one of your big-time papers, uh, saying that the uh, the agreement with South Korea to coordinate any nuclear retaliation appears to be a tacit uh admission that the north korean nuclear arsenal is here to stay and i'm like uh what year is this if you're just <laughs> figuring that out that we can't get fathead to give up as nukes welcome so glad you could drop by the party
0: yeah um let's start the show officially because it's going to start a bit of a conversation about something uh, and if we don't start the show officially, we're in danger of losing our FCC license, which is to broadcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. And he's Joe Getty on this. It is Wednesday, April 26th. This is the official start. We are Armstrong and getting we approve of this program.
4: Yeah, if we broadcast without a license, too, we'll end up in the same cell they had Jeffrey Epstein in. You know, oh, wow. So saw how that ended. All right, so let's begin the show officially now. According to FCC rules and regulations, the program proper begins at Mark. What is the soul of America? Whispering. my am just because it sounds cool 1.9 trillion dollars shaking hands kissing babies and get plenty of shut-eye <laughs> buying war bonds just to keep the kaiser on his toes <laughs> buying war bonds is that what it said to keep the kaiser on his toes <laughs> yes
0: that was wow. a uh fake joe biden i'm running for president ad that they put together on the jimmy kimmel show and so it's it's interesting, there is a an expression in politics which works pretty well. Hang a lantern on it. If you have a particular flaw, you, like, make a big deal out of it yourself to take all the power out of your opponent's ability to, like, make fun of it. And I feel like, um, not, not you know, it's not coordinated, but I feel like the mainstream media is kind of doing that for Joe Biden. Hmm. Nobody... Nobody wants Joe Biden to beat Donald Trump more than the Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Stephen Colbert crowd. Um, they make fun of his age all the time. It's kind of like hanging a lantern on his big flaws to take the power out of it. I don't know.
4: I wonder, or maybe they just got tired of not making jokes about the president for a couple of years. You remember that absurd New York Times article uh, that came out probably a year ago or something like that, that the comedians aren't really making fun of Joe Biden because there's nothing to make fun of. Right, right, right. Oh, Buy war bonds. Keep the Kaiser on his toes. <laughs> Good God, Oh, boy, these are odd times. They're, Things are getting weird, and they're getting weird fast.
0: Yes, they are. They're the other thing I was thinking about walking around in my underwear. Day, P- try to picture that. I'm in my bed oh, walking around. Why in my would underwear. you do that
4: to us? Just my underwear. The, and my you have socks. assaulted my subconscious. I've bought some new underwear that are pretty hot.
0: Yeah, I got. I got a new, a whole new crowd of underwear. My old underwear were looking a little, little worn. Can you
4: pass that trash can closer to me, please? <laughs> now, good for you and your new underwear. I'm happy for you.
0: But I'm walking around in my underwear and my socks. I'm listening to some news and thinking we, we, the whole country spends way too much time talking about who's president, who's going to be president, who might be president, as if that's actually, the, you know, the main thing in your life every single day. It's a weird obsession. Now, if it's yes. just because it's the TV show we all like, that's what I was trying to decide. Is it just the TV show that so much of America likes Like you get up and follow, how'd my team do last night? Oh, they've lost two straight, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't have any effect on your life either. It's just kind of a hobby to follow. Now, Mm -hmm. if we're doing that with the presidency, I suppose there's no real harm in that if we're just following it as a TV show. But if if there's a feeling that if this person gets in, my life will radically be better. Uh, As long as that person's in, I can't be happy. Uh, That's just stupid. Yeah, I, I... And life's too short. You know, I mean, they come in four-year chunks. I mean, a lot of your life goes by four years at a time. I guess I can't be happy for the
4: next eight years. I'll be angry. I'll be angry, Joe. Um, I, The the answer, obviously, to that question is, is complex. It depends if you're talking about Americans at large or talk radio listeners. I think it's, uh, you know, folks who really enjoy issues-oriented... Um, you know, news or discussion or whatever are different than the typical voter. I think. Um,
0: What the hell does?
4: What I was way over there.
0: What the hell does uh, issue-oriented have to do with following the presidential election? How
4: often do issues ever come up? Well, that's what I'm saying for folks. uh, Well, on this show, all the time, constantly, it's a drumbeat of them, and that's what I'm saying. People who are really into this, it is about issues, and given the. Enormous, outsized, unconstitutional power of the executive branch. If you're into issues, it's probably worth worrying about. On the other hand, you also have the giant tribal thing. It's the TV show we talk about. Like you're, like you, it exists on multiple levels.
0: I feel it's more like about. Uh, when's the last time you fell down and told a rambling story, or did you uh, have sex with that porn star? Seems to be more of the issues. Speaking of which, um. I think it was By- Byron York that pointed it out to me in the Washington Examiner yesterday. Hey everybody, this whole thing going on in New York isn't a grand jury indictment or uh, or a, a bunch of these other things that we've come to know about Donald Trump. There is a trial going on right now, a, a, a you know, an, a, an alleged rape trial for Donald Trump. The trial is going on. He could lose and be found guilty,
4: which would be a big thing. Wow, I I need to know more about that. I thought it was. Uh... That's what I thought too. I thought it was a defamation. I was lawsuit.
0: barely paying any attention. Well, I guess it is because he called her bad names. Yeah, he called her. He
4: right. Which, yeah, it's not a criminal trial. What? Uh, which fake if, news? Fake news.
0: Um. This is from Byron York. This is from uh, he quoted from ABC News. Judge and Trump rape lawsuit trial. So that's not a fair description of what the trail uh, the trial is from abc
4: you know i i have to look it up again but it's not a criminal trial I, it could be like uh, oj uh, got sued civilly after the jury decided they hated the lapd more than they hated people who behead the innocent so
0: the last name of this woman is carol so they're not just referring to her by her first name but it sounds kind of weird but anyway judge in trump rape lawsuit trial ask prospective jurors quote whether they would find Carol's battery claim less reliable because she brought it 30 years after it allegedly happened. As Byron York says, why wouldn't they?
4: 30 years later. Well, yeah, it's a a taller hill to climb. God,
0: I'd say, how can you get to the bottom of what happened in a changing room at a store 30 years after the fact, for crying out loud?
4: Right. Anyway, I just, think anybody who had leaped to the conclusion that there's no way it's true because she didn't talk about it for a long time is a fool. That's not the question, really, though. It's can you exactly. prove it 30 years later? Isn't it? Well, the, do you mean the question like for humanity or the judge posed to the jury? Would you find it harder to believe Well, because well, she waited would, that long? How
0: would you answer if you were a juror? Uh,
4: slightly. Yeah. Somewhat. Somewhat, Your Honor.
0: Somewhat. Yeah. Vary to somewhat.
4: How does mailbag look? I got into a long discussion with a judge once when I was a juror. He was asking me, the question was whether we would give, uh, I mentioned that I was friendly with a number of FBI agents. Mm. uh, and, And he said, would you give more credence to their testimony if they were on the stand? And I said, I don't know. I'm thinking about it. I'm trying to imagine it. And I can't tell you depends what they testify he said well try to imagine're <laughs> like I, I'm telling you I don't know Wow did, did you
0: end up uh in jail for a couple of days contempt of court
4: well yeah not nah, it was when I came over the rail and said don't you tell me what to do I'm not on trial here took that was what took you know.
0: several bailiffs and a pepper spray and a taser to get you down.
4: Uh, Well, I had a good day. I was feeling very robust that day. (laughs) I'd like to apologize to all concerned. Uh, Yes, mailbag is just fine. I love our freedom-loving quote of the day.
0: Oh, cool. That's worth looking forward to. Bunch of stuff that we will talk about. Whether the news of the day is important or not. The text line is 415-295-KFTC.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
5: at purdueglobal.edu
4: The Armstrong and Getty Show
0: Everybody's favorite trans swimmer Leah Thomas spoke out yesterday in a way that will drive you nuts Oh, I
4: saw that Ay caramba.
0: Somebody sent along their school district's letter to the families for fifth graders about their sex ed, which they no longer will
4: use the terms boys and girls uh, in fifth grade. A bunch of other stuff for you. I came as close as I've ever come to dropping an F-bomb just now. (laughs) Good Lord, how appropriate our freedom-loving quote of the day is today, friends. Sent along by Ryan who says, hey, guys, I'm not smart enough, smart enough to know much about school words and such, but I saw this today, et cetera, et cetera, and it's perfect. This is from Socrates in the year 377 B.C., or what do you call it now? It's not B.C. and A.D. anymore. It's not? According to no. who? Uh, scientists. It's still B.C. for me. I represent science. Here's the quote. Shall we so easily permit the children to listen to haphazard stories made up by haphazard people and take into their souls opinions that are on the whole opposite to those we imagine they ought to have when they're full grown? Huh. Shall we so easily permit the children to listen to haphazard stories made up by haphazard people and take into their souls opinions that are on the whole opposite to those we imagine they ought to have when they're full grown? That is. Nailed what's happening in government schools right now, being indoctrinated into bizarre critical theory garbage. Well done, Ryan.
0: Yeah, and well I done. and I wonder how <clears throat> to that point. I wonder how often the the kids get home and the parents say, "Yeah, they got to teach you that," but that's not really that's not really true.
4: Well, on those rare occasions when it gets out what the government schools are teaching the kids, that happens, I suppose. Although, remember during COVID, they worked to hide it. Which is how a lot of this culture wars and school stuff came out. Parents were like, oh, my God, this is what you're teaching our children? Because they didn't know. Right. Until their kids were on remote uh, school. Anyway, don't get me started. Too late. Mailbag. <laughs> Woo-hoo! You can drop us a note. Mailbag at Uh Dave writes... Uh, I'm the guy that was using your band names. We often come up with fanciful band names on the show. It's a running joke. Uh, to name our rock climbs when we do first Descents. They're perfect as a fellow musician and climbing guide author, etc., sir. Et uh, today you were talking about Tropic Thunder and an exercise in obedience, and you asked us to stand up to the woke when we can. Just wanted to let you know I have with my rock climbing guidebooks the mob started getting their panties in a wad after rock climbs with edgy names, and they demanded they get changed. Many took a knee to the woke mob and gleefully changed the offensive names, but he won't, etc. Sir, et It's not about the name. It's about you submitting. It's about you obeying. That's part of the reason the politically correct language or what you're allowed to say, what you're not, changes constantly. So you submit over and over and over again and become a good, obedient dog. Woof. Uh, Stephen uh, sends along a meme that uh, we need to stop calling them woke and start saying the religious left. Um, talking about the the taxonomy of the woke religion we were talking about yesterday. Um, interesting. I'm not sure that's a good idea, but I get your point. A bunch of people weighing in on Joe Biden announcing. Uh, I believe this is some sort of parody. Hi, I'm President Joe Biden. My butt's been wet and I'm running for re-election because I believe in personal freedom. Now take this shot or you're fired. Let these folks stay in your house rent-free because I said so and affirm these new pronouns or I'll take your kids away. Again, I'm Joe Biden. I approve this bad I had a The I find the fact, writes Kevin, that Joe Biden can attempt to run on a platform of personal freedom is personally offensive. I reserve the balance of my time, but f this.
0: Yeah, I was surprised that they said that. Um, a lot of people asking the question. So his whole, his whole, uh, uh, like his "Make America Great Again" is finish the job. What job?
4: <clears throat> Turning America into France.
0: Well, that's that's the uh, the smart Alec response. But what what from their standpoint? What is the job? True international average of pressure. I mean, what do they say? What do they
4: think their voters think the job is? Uh, probably rampant, widespread redistribution of income. Well, they wouldn't call it that though, much higher they? taxes. Well, yeah, w- 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 what they would call it? I don't know. What they'd call it is horse crap. I don't know.
0: Well, I'm just trying to figure out. He's talking to people who are going to vote for him, and they're going to, yeah, let's finish the job. What's
4: the job to those people? Do you know politics? It's a slogan.
0: I
1: don't know.
5: at PurdueGlobal. The
2: Armstrong
4: and Getty Show.
0: We'll have for you in a few moments the latest. Kamala Harris might be her greatest hit. I mean, oh, it, it's what? it's pretty good, and I know I don't want to oversell it. But Don't it's
4: you toy with my emotions? Like it's that. pretty good.
0: Wow, she is something. Like somebody tweeted out: "Is is Chat GPT writing her speeches, or how does she come up with this?" So we'll have <laughs> wow. her that for
4: you in a minute. I'm excited about that. Hey, a quick note: if if uh, things seem slightly off today, uh, Michelangelo is off today, um, and and it's a credit to his abilities and skill. That he does everything he does octopus like to keep the show running smoothly. Um, so uh, executive producer Hanson is in there doing his his level best. But if it seems a little weird or you don't hear your favorite clips, that's why.
0: What do you think you are compared to Michael running the board? Since it's not your main job, uh, a scale of one to ten. Uh, there, Hanson, scale of one to ten. What do you think? Oh, you a good
2: right? solid three. <laughs>
0: three? No, hey, that's you're better not than true. A three. Not. True at I mean, all. A th- if I walked in there, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even know how to turn on one microphone. So let's do that right now. <laughs> That'd be a fun experiment. No, I would be a one or a zero. Um, you're better than a three. I'd say around the... seven point two. You're on the north side of five. Well, I was going to go six. <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's get through the end of the hour and see how
0: you feel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See how long my microphone's on. Um, <laughs> couple of stories before we get the Kamala Harris audio going. How about the fact that that scumbag a-hole ISIS guy who blew up so many, including Americans at that gate in Kabul, got killed yesterday by the Taliban? So that's Mm -hmm. because the Taliban and ISIS-K, remember when we learned about ISIS-K? Nobody would ever heard of ISIS-K until that moment. Um, So they're at war with each other. Right. Yeah. So it's not a, we hired the Taliban to kill somebody for us or... We're working with the Taliban or anything like that. It's just they're they're enemies.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they blew up probably uh, Taliban guys, too, uh, since the Taliban was allegedly in charge of perimeter security. Nice job, by the way. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. They're definitely at war for supremacy in the world of uh, Islamist nut jobs. Yeah. And remember, we found
0: out a couple of weeks ago that we had a U.S. guy who had uh, eyes on the bomber trying to get approval through the bureaucracy to take the guy out, but there were too many levels of people to sign off on it to make sure you know all the lawyers get involved Wow <sighs> that's a very frustrating story
4: that is an empire with a big fat soft white underbelly right
0: China's probably not going to run a whole bunch of things by a whole bunch of lawyers we ever get end up in a war with China um did you see this video of a San Francisco target? that has now put everything behind glass, the whole store is behind glass and locked up. Every item. Nice. How's your utopia coming along? That should be... That video should be just like the only testimony in a trial for some of your progressive ideas about crime and punishment. That's the only... You know, t- I rest my case, Your Honor. This exactly. video... Where a business that just wants to do business, who forever, forever, for centuries, for a thousand years, since since the idea of a store has existed, stuff has just sat on the shelf all around the world. But mm-hmm. now, every single item at the Target is locked up because you allow crime to run rampant.
4: Boy, I like your idea. That's my sole testimony, Your Honor. Uh, you know who's bringing the video the
0: f- is unbelievable. I retweeted oh, yeah?
4: it. If you haven't seen it, maybe we can get it at the website um uh, at some point. But it's it's amazing. We are losing our civilization, friends. That's not fear mongering. If you can no longer conduct business except under lock and key, surveillance cameras, the rest of it, you're losing your civilization. You know who's bringing the thunder on this topic is the uh sheriff of Riverside County in Southern California. Um and and he's specifically calling out uh, uh, California proper to, He said when we stopped enforcing drug rules and laws, we started seeing a major, major, major increase in what we now see is severe mental health problems of people that are living on the street. Uh, he's uh, and and he's talking about Prop 47, which was almost hilariously named the Safe Neighborhood and Schools Act. It changed crimes like theft of goods under $950 and drug possession from felonies to misdemeanors and reduced California's prison population, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And that money's supposed to be spent on mental health, uh, etc. It was astonishing, he said, that people did not do the research of what they were voting for and they trusted the government to be honest with them when they said it was safe schools and streets because everybody's for that, but we were lied to. And he goes into skyrocketing drug use, insanity from drug use, crime, violent and otherwise, property crime, shoplifting, etc. cetera. And he points out that since people aren't being charged with any crimes, you can't get them into drug courts and diversion programs, which were hailed by the left. as a wonderful idea. Well, How are you going to get somebody, some meth head into a, 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 a drug rehab program or the drug court? which exists to help them get back on their feet. If they're not involved in the system. No, they just, well, they're living down the street from me right now. Anyway, end of screed. Political development
0: yesterday. The two most likely people to be running for president both announced on the same day that they won't be doing any debates with other people in their party. Trump's not going to debate other Republicans. Biden's not going to debate other Democrats. Hmm. How do we feel about that?
4: It's uh, it's for the people to decide. I don't like it, but I get it. There's no law or anything. There's just, you know, recent tradition and Well, if you're
0: Joe Biden, why would you debate? Why are you going to go on stage and debate Marianne Williamson or John F. Kennedy Jr.? What's the point? And uh, same with Donald Trump. What's the upside to Donald
4: Trump debating somebody? Uh, From his perspective, uh, there really isn't one. Uh, So, you know, if you want to ask me, like, as an American, as a commentator, I would say I don't like it. Um, because I think it ought to be about ideas and trading ideas and really exposing what you believe to the, the the populace. But um the people get to the people are the jury as to whether that's cowardice or hiding or or uh unwillingness to trade ideas or not. Yeah. The Biden's an open and shut case. No incumbent president's gonna take on a Marianne Williamson for the love of George Washington. Um, what if uh, what what percentage does your opponent need to get to before
0: you you ought to get on the stage and debate him as a sitting president? JFK Jr. is at fourteen percent currently. Uh, RFK Jr. RFK Jr. Sorry, yeah. uh huh,
4: yeah. JFK uh, Jr. died in a plane crash. It's entirely a strategic decision. Uh, so are we talking strategically here or like morally strategically, what's good for the republic? Uh, kind of a combination of the two. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. That's a really interesting question. 14% no.
0: So the uh, argument I heard from people who have been in the business of dealing with candidates is DeSantis has to get a lot closer to Trump before Trump would feel the need to have to debate him. He'd have mm. to be concerned that he needs to take on DeSantis you know, on a stage in front of people and best him to make sure he stays ahead. But currently, he's so far ahead, there's nothing but downside.
4: Yeah, you know, uh, having spent now 15 seconds thinking about it, I would like to, uh, uh, what what do they say, extend and revise my comments, Mr. Chairman? Um, It depends if I believe the other guy or gal to be more substance than Flash or more flash than substance. If if I think they're a you know brilliant dark horse that's starting to get attention, I continue to ignore them. If I think they're a uh, what's what's a good example in recent memory of like a Fred Thompson uh, on the Republican side or a or a uh, what's his face uh, from with Fang Fang Eric Swalwell or Beto O'Rourke. Yeah, oh, perfect, perfect. I think, yeah, he's the darling in the media, and he's handsome, and he skateboards, and he's cool. But he doesn't have that much going on. I'll debate him today. Let's let's end this. <laughs> Snuff him out like a cigarette in the sidewalk. Right, but if it's a quietly earnest guy who's persuading people pretty steadily one at a time then i might just let them stay in the shadows
0: yeah well my final thought on this is i don't know what it would be to have one a rematch two to have a couple of 80 year olds not debate anybody end up the candidates for the second time around i don't i don't know what that says about the world's oldest democracy (laughs)
4: It's You know, it's like saying, I don't know what it means that I'm coughing up blood. Yeah, I don't know precisely what it means either, but I know it's bad. (laughs) Which is a a, a poor metaphor to use probably because my darling wife, my beloved bride, Judy, has uh, pneumonia. She has walking pneumonia. Okay, Atypical pneumonia. I didn't
0: get the signal. We do have our Kamala Harris. We do have our Kamala Harris. Are we ready for this? Thank you for your sympathy. (laughs) Um. Oh, I'm. So, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. It was, it's disgusting in my ear. I didn't even hear what you said
5: there about you know getting what the clip
4: I, I'd been asked for. You know what I don't get at all? How news anchors can be coherent when people are constantly going in their ears. I can't talk and listen at the same time. Can you? Uh, clearly not. Well, clearly not. <laughs> anyway, Kamala Harris, you say.
0: So this is the latest Kamala Harris clip. I think it's from this morning. And it's getting quite a bit of attention on Twitter. Of course, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Let us be the judge.
3: So... I think it's very important, as you have heard from so many incredible leaders, for us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present, and to be able to contextualize it, to understand where we exist in the history and in the moment as it relates not only to the past but the future.
5: No.
0: I know it. No. I know it. I listened to that and I thought <laughs> I listened to that and I thought this is fake. This is AI generated and I still having just heard it think it's got to be fake. That can't be real. It's being <laughs> retweeted by a lot of news organizations that, you know, would look into it. But it just it just seems like no 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 you you'd left some phrases she couldn't do again as she's been knocked on this nationwide coast to coast for that weird rephrasing the same words over and over again without any substance she couldn't possibly do that again does she have nobody close to her that says hey that whole thing where you do you know you you state a phrase and then you state it again slower and then you change the words around and then say it even slower you're getting made fun of for that all over the country
4: wow well there is there's always a shortage of people willing to speak truth to power Um, if she were your boss would you say that to her? I gotta hear that one more time.
3: So I think it's very important as you have heard from so many incredible leaders for us at every moment in time and certainly this one to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present and to be able to contextualize it to understand where we exist in the history and in the moment as it relates not only to the past, but the future.
4: Okay, that's twice we've played that now. We have 48 more to go, because I want that played 50 times on the show today.
0: And, and, and my question always is, does she walk off the stage and say, Nailed it!
4: Booyah! Hells Yeah! You know, one of our beloved listeners just happened to send us this piece by Madeline Grant that's perfect about Kamala Harris. Uh, Some politicians just do not command confidence, radiating unease with every syllable. Harrison is a shining example of the breed with the manner of a malfunctioning animatronic doll. She specializes in buzzword soup delivered in a hallucinogenic drone. Her press conferences resemble a kindergarten teacher explaining something basic to remedial readers. The thing
0: about the moment in time, especially now with this moment in time. For us
3: at every moment in time, and certainly this one, to see the moment in time in which we uh, exist and are uh, present.
4: So, <laughs> the, wow! So does because I this, am so stoned!
0: Everybody uses the example of you're standing up doing the book report for the book you never read. That's what she sounds like. But whenever I did that, and I did it way too often, I would get done and I'd be pouring sweat and think, oh my God, that was an embarrassment. You gotta not do that again. Does she feel that way? Because I get the sense that she finishes and think, wow, I killed. That was
4: really brilliant. I, I have analysis to offer. We need to take a break. <laughs> that is something. <laughs> uh, uh, the key to your Kamala is you unleash that nonsense with a smug tone. And why shouldn't she be smug? She's a dope who's the vice president of the United States.
0: And one elderly heartbeat away from being president. Okay, more on all of this coming up.
3: For us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, <laughs> to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present. Armstrong and Getty.
4: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: We will dig into uh, analyzing the latest Kamala Harris clip a little bit later. Uh, Unbelievable if you haven't heard it. We'll get to that uh, more in hour two of the Armstrong
4: and Getty show. It's an astounding achievement and incoherence.
0: Wait, uh, especially today, the day after his campaign video that featured her prominently.
4: Wow. All right. I need to dig more into that Madeline Grant piece that I quoted briefly, too. It's brilliant and makes some really good points. But uh, speaking of the POTUS and his family, a couple of major updates, including an absolutely go- four-star solid Gold Hunter update uh, in a second. But uh, The Washington Times with some excellent reporting on James Biden, the younger brother of Joe Biden. Uh, remember when Tony Bobulinski was talking to Tucker, I guess, um, about uh, the Biden scheming? And it was uh, Jim Biden who answered his question about, hey, why doesn't Joe uh, ever appear at the meetings or why can't we use his name? And, uh, and Jim said, plausible deniability, my mm. friend, plausible deniability, He's the same guy. So uh, the House Republican Committee is poised to expose how Jim Biden and eight other family members may have profited from President Biden's powerful positions in government and maybe put the national security in danger by compromising the president. Court documents and congressional reports show that James Biden was not shy about promoting his brother's influence. He told potential business partners in 2019 that his brother Joe is in the room with us as he closed in on a lucrative deal. So he doesn't know about the business? You know, maybe Jim was exploiting Joe's power without Joe knowing it. That's possible seven years younger than the president jim biden never graduated from college but has made a successful living with various business ventures some of the most lucrative deals secured with hunter biden the two biden's recently raked in seven-figure payouts from energy companies connected to the chinese communist party bank records obtained by congressional republicans show the money was wired in 2017 2018 to hunter biden's Owasco law firm then distributed by hunter biden to associates and family members Hunter gave at least $1.4 million to Lion Hall Group, James Biden's consulting firm based in Marion Station, Pennsylvania. The president's daughter-in-law, Hallie Biden, also got a cut of the funds. It's not clear what services James Hunter or Hallie Biden provided for the money. But Senator Chuck Grassley, et cetera, said the payout was to compensate for work, helping the CCP-backed companies, quote, pursue deals and expand its reach in the energy sector. So they're continuing to dig into that. Now, here's your Hunter update. That's so good. Have you noticed how much he's been with the Potus lately? Yes,
0: we talked about that. You know, we did that whole script last week. He was right at his dad's side that whole trip in Ireland.
4: Right, right, and uh, and he was along with him. He was there at the Easter egg hunt, et cetera, et cetera. Now you're gonna get you're gonna get this right away. Uh, yeah, this is this is the big hint. If you didn't want somebody, a process server, for instance, to be able to serve you papers, where's the last place on earth that process server could get into? How about the White House or close proximity to the POTUS? He doesn't want to be served papers by his stripper baby mama's
2: attorneys.
0: Having been served papers before, almost exactly two years ago today, walking out to my car after work, it's a very unpleasant experience. But uh, if you're in the White House, it's probably hard to get to you.
4: Yeah, I would say. (laughs) So, yeah, it's all about the ongoing uh, baby mama uh, uh, child uh, support payments case. Apparently, he's hiding in the White House, according to the New York Post.
0: Uh, it's either true or it's not. It is weird how much time he's been spending right at his dad's side. One of the other explanations, what is it, is that his dad is just in that much trouble physically and mentally. He needs, you know,
4: somebody close to help him. The, the executive residence of the White House has 16 guest bedrooms, Jack, and 35 bathrooms on the second and third floors, as well as a private guest kitchen.
0: Um, Hour two, a couple things. We'll play that Kamala Harris clip again if you haven't heard it. Also this thing about... Uh, Research showing how fathers affect sons. It's really interesting. I hope you can
2: catch that.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
2: Com.